Pharmaceutical Technology presents the Drug Solutions Podcast, where the editors will chat with industry experts from across the pharmaceutical and biopharmaceutical supply chain. Join us as experts share insights into your biggest questions, from the technologies to strategies to regulations related to the development and manufacture of drug products. This is the Drug Solutions Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast. Today's instalment will focus on manufacturing trends. I'm Felicity Thomas, Senior Editor Europe for Pharmaceutical Technology, Pharmaceutical Technology Europe and Biopharm International. In this episode, I will be speaking with Sergei Vlasenko, Associate Vice President, Pharma, Biopharma at Agilent Diagnostics and Genomics Group. Sergey joined Agilent in 2018 through its acquisition of the privately owned company Prozyme, a developer and manufacturer of glycan reagents, kits and standards required for biotherapeutic protein characterization. Prior to Prozyme, Sergey managed the R&D and marketing teams developing and commercializing innovative products for the pharma and biopharma industry. For our discussion, Sergey and I look at key trends impacting biopharmaceutical manufacturing, focusing on oligonucleotides and the specific challenges related to the manufacture of these novel therapeutics. Thanks very much for joining me today, Sergey. It's really great to talk to you about manufacturing trends. Yeah, happy to be here. First of all, could you highlight some of the key trends that have changed or are changing the biopharmaceutical manufacturing fields? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there have been numerous trends uh, in the industry um, that uh, are changing uh, the way those uh, biotherapeutic uh, molecules are designed and manufactured. I'll just list uh, a few of them. Um, uh, first is um, the industry is experiencing a change in the way the uh, manufacturing process are controlled. And this is primarily related to integrating digital technologies uh, such as um, machine learning and artificial intelligence into monitoring the processes and optimizing the processes. It also includes automation. Um, so there's more and more automation uh, going into uh, development and also manufacturing of these biotherapeutic molecules. Another trend is uh, personalized medicine. So many of these uh, new drugs uh, require some testing um, of the patients before the drug get, uh, gets uh, prescribed and administered. And um, this is really changing uh, the industry a lot. Also, uh, new drug modalities uh, such as uh, cell engine therapies, um, oligonucleotide therapeutics are getting um, approved and uh, getting into the clinic. So it's an exciting new trend. We can talk a little bit more about that. And then of course, um, regulatory requirements are changing. Um, there is more attention on how these uh, drugs are uh, manufactured and, uh, you know, especially when it comes to safety of uh, these uh, drugs. So regu regulators, especially for these new modalities, they are paying more attention on how manufacturers are controlling their processes. And last but not least is sustainability. The industry is looking um, right now 
uh, more environmentally friendly ways of uh, making some of these molecules. So this is uh, certainly a new trend. You mentioned therapeutic oligonucleotides there as an area of interest for industry. Could you go into a bit more detail about this new class of medicine and more specifically, perhaps the challenges that are related to their manufacture? Yeah, absolutely. So therapeutic oligonucleotides are short sequences of uh, DNA or RNA and that uh, are used to regulate uh, gene expression. So this is a new class uh, of drugs uh, and uh, there's um, several already approved on the market and um, about 500 or more of um, um, synthetic oligonucleotides in development, um, getting uh, through the development process and eventually approval. So there are several types of uh, synthetic oligonucleotides. One is called antisense oligonucleotides. They bind to messenger RNA and block protein synthesis. There is another uh, group of synthetic oligonucleotides called small interfering RNAs. Um, This is uh, the fastest growing class of drugs. They're used to treat cancer conditions, cardiovascular diseases, infectious diseases. And then aptomers are getting also there. And uh, last but not least, um, guide RNAs for CRISPR-based gene editing technologies. And uh, these new drugs uh, have several challenges in, in the way they're manufactured. So we can talk a little bit about more about you know, how industry is uh, overcoming these challenges. Would one of the challenges, for example, be um, scalability? Is that quite a major hurdle to the manufacture of uh, therapeutic oligonucleotides? If so, what could industry be doing to overcome scalability issues? Yeah, exactly. So uh, scalability is a big challenge. Uh, mainly, um, It's mainly related to complexity of the synthesis. Uh, so this uh, synthetic oligonucleotides are made through chemical processes, and it's a multi-step process that can result in impurities and product inconsistency. And each step needs to be controlled carefully. And when it comes to scaling, the, the complexity of the process uh, multiplies. And then... Um, this requires slightly different approaches in how manufacturers are controlling quality. So as you scale, you really need to, to pay attention to impurities, to other critical quality attributes of this drug, and then stability. So there's um, a lot of things uh, happening when you move from smaller kind of lab, lab scale quantity um, that you need for clinical trials, for example, to commercial production where um, you might need to produce kilograms or hundreds of kilograms of this uh, active pharmaceutical ingredient. And um, in addition, uh, there is no standardized procedures yet. For example, a much more established uh, biotherapeutic class uh, of monoclonal antibodies has uh, established platform methods. And uh, so the industry has much more experience with that high-scale manufacturing, but uh, for synthetic oligonucleotides, the field is still evolving and there is certainly um, much more room for improvement and and finding more optimal ways of scaling the manufacturing. In addition, it's a highly regulated industry, so uh, manufacturers have to pay attention on how they scale such that it kind of falls into this compliance with uh, regulators such as um, US FDA or European Medical Agency. Yeah, so the regulatory compliance um, could be a potential sticking point there. Is it uh, perhaps 
the fact that traditional regulatory frameworks aren't always applicable to these novel compounds, these novel um, therapeutic modalities, you know, that are very complex and have the potential to produce these impurities, as you said earlier. What could manufacturers be doing to help develop novel protocols and regulations then perhaps within this area? Yeah, so many manufacturers, well-established companies, um, they they know that um, they have to interact with regulators earlier in the process, get them engaged, um, talk to the agency. As I mentioned, FDA in the US and the European Medical Agency in Europe and other countries have similar regulatory bodies, have frequent engagements with them, meet with them, uh, such that this um, regulation can be developed uh, in a collaborative way. Be transparent with them. So it's, it's super important uh, to share the challenges with regulators because it's a new area, new therapeutic class, and you know regulators also need to be educated on, on how to control um, quality and safety of these new drugs. Also shared learning, uh, another area where manufacturers can get together to form industry groups where they can discuss some of these challenges and influence uh, regulatory bodies writing and adopting kind of new regulation that specifically addresses this uh, class of synthetic nucleotides. There are some other things uh, manufacturers can do. They can do, uh, for example, uh, kind of pilot programs together with regulators and share some preliminary data with them. And uh, based on that pilot uh, kind of work towards uh, more finalized uh, procedures on, on how you know, to control uh, quality. It's, um, it's not one approach, it's multiple, but um, it kind of comes to getting them engaged earlier, having frequent me- meetings with regulators, networking with, um, with peers, um, building some kind of education program for, you know, for the peers, but also for the regulators, and eventually getting to the point where the regulation becomes much more mature and established. Let's move on to some exciting company news now, really. So at the beginning of this year, Agilent announced a significant investment into manufacturing capacity expansion for the production of therapeutic oligonucleotides. Could you provide a bit more information about the factors that have driven this investment and how perhaps expanded uh, oligonucleotide manufacturing capacity could benefit the industry as a whole? Yeah, absolutely. So... um... We know that it's a growing market, uh, therapeutic oligonucleotides uh, today. Uh, we estimate that uh, the market size is about $1 billion, uh, growing double digits. So we know that uh, in five years, this um, uh, market will, will double. And uh, this growth reflects uh, increasing interest in the development of this oligonucleotide ther- therapies. Uh, demand for quality. So and we talked about quality and, and the challenges was this new drug class. Um, so we know it's not just the demand for, for the drug, but also for, for high quality components or uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. And we believe that um, providing high quality APIs is a comp- competitive factor in this market. So uh, for Agilent, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity giving Agilent's uh, core capability in analytical instrumentation to differentiate ourselves and provide this uh, high quality um, active pharmaceutical ingredients. So we know that um, I have briefly touched on broad therapeutic potential of the synthetic oligonucleotides. Uh, So they're used in a variety of disease uh, uh, categories, ranging from cancer, cardiovascular disease, 
also uh, infectious diseases and some other disease indications. So uh, the, the field is evolving and there is um, several types of the synthetic oligonucleotides. Uh, I mentioned uh, as iRNA and to sense molecule CRISPR guides. So uh, by expanding Agilent capability uh, of making this uh, new molecules, um, Agilent certainly won't contribute to, to the industry, uh, to addressing some of the challenges the industry have. So, you know, basically it's uh, meeting growing demand, you know, supporting therapeutic innovation, enhancing competitiveness of Agilent. Also, uh, it's job creation. So expansion in manufacturing facilities, uh, you know, always leads to creation of new jobs uh, that benefits uh, local economies. So as we are building this uh, uh, facility expansion, well, the company will also uh, incorporate novel automation approaches, novel engineering approaches, which uh, will also include some environmental considerations. For example, this new facility will have a water reduction uh, process. Also, uh, it will have a solid solvent capturing and recycling, uh, which kind of reflects on the industry trends uh, towards more sustainable practices. So, so that's, uh, you know, we're moving forward into addressing many of those demands of the industry. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today, Sergey. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much to Sergey for taking the time to talk to me about biopharmaceutical manufacturing trends. If you are interested in this topic and would like to learn more, visit our websites farmtech.com and biofarminternational.com, where you can find a wide variety of content, such as video interviews, in-depth articles, peer review research, and much, much more. you to our editors and experts for sharing their insights. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Drug Solutions Podcast with the Pharmaceutical Technology Editors. If you want to stay in touch with the Pharmaceutical Technology team, subscribe to this podcast as well as to our e-newsletters. When you sign up for our newsletters, you will be updated about future episodes of Drug Solutions, receive our magazines, learn about upcoming webinars and hear about episodes of Drug Digest. Thanks to everyone for joining us for this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast.